Welcome back, Marvelites, to the Atomic Mass Games podcast. This is Kyle, joined by my friend Matthew today. Today we have a lot to discuss, so I hope you're excited to talk about some new things that have gone on with Fantasy Flight's uh, Star Wars branding. So without further ado, let's head out. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Let's rearrange some architecture. Is it possible to learn this power? I thank you for your hospitality. Twice the pride, double the four. Impressive. I'll show you the dark side. Assemble. Avengers Assemble, indeed. <laughs> uh, if you are out of the loop and you don't understand these jokes that we're throwing at you, um, no, you're not at the wrong podcast. This is still the 801st Star Wars Legion podcast. But if you live under a rock, which I don't imagine you do if you're listening to this podcast, but yes, uh, the rumors are true. Atomic Mass Games has acquired the Star Wars miniature game license. Now, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, first and foremost, I want to gauge our interest here, right? Like, I want to go over, like, what, how we feel about this. Um, Matthew, how do you feel about Atomic Mass Games now being in charge of Star Wars miniature games? Uh, I have some mixed feelings, for sure. Um, I think for a lot of us, this came out of the blue. Uh, and that's just kind of, like, right off the cuff stuff. I guess just to go further into it, so the license has always been with Asmodee, but what's going to be happening is from here on out, moving forward, they're overseeing everything, and that means a lot of stuff. But uh, mixed feelings about it, um, and I think that's kind of how most of the community feels as yeah. well. So like Asmodee as the parent company has been over FFG, who has who did has done board game, you know FFG, but they have had the Star Wars license for miniature games and Star Wars games for a long time. So now that shift in power, while it's still under Asmodee's umbrella, it's now shifting to their other company that they own now, Atomic Mass Games, which makes the Marvel Crisis Protocol game, which is why we make Marvel jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. First of all, I'm sure you guys can all at home can kind of get a sense that just by how we're talking about this, like we're making jokes to make, make do because... This is kind of harsh news because there's a lot of things that have come out and come to light that we're not really sure are confirmed but are kind of sad. There's some silver linings overall, but there's some things that we can't wait to jump into and and dissect. Um, Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where I just don't know. We we need more time to understand and uh, fully come to understanding of what's going on. So yesterday, as of this recording, which is today the November is November seventeenth, uh, they released a press release announcing all of this. But then today they followed up with their um, community post, so to speak. I guess this is this might be like their equivalent of a community post um, shared to AtomicMassGames.com. Uh, it's titled "This is where the fun begins," and then it reads: Atomic Mass Games launches into the Star Wars galaxy or the galaxy of Star Wars miniatures. Yesterday's announcement that Atomic Mass Games will be taking responsibility for the continued development of Star Wars X-Wing, Star Wars Armada, and Star Wars Legion represents an exciting development for miniature games in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, Right off the bat, I actually want to highlight something here. This is just Star Wars miniature games. Star Wars Rebellion is still FFG. 
Star Wars Outer Rim is still FFG. In fact, Imperial Assault is still FFG because it's technically a board game by license. Um, now, I know a lot of people that are fans of, of Imperial Assault will say, well, they were planning on bringing Imperial Assault back. Does that does this change anything? More than certainly, it probably changes something. Um, whether it's going to take longer or shorter now, who knows? Or maybe they do scrap it. Who knows? But uh, uh, time will tell. Um, and then it continues on with this article to say, we spoke with Atomic Mass Games' Sam, uh, uh, Simone. I'm guessing it's pronounced Simone. It's one, it's, it's one of the two. <laughs> si- yeah. Simon or Simone. I'm going to stick with Simone. Uh, Simone Elliott, he- which is the head of studio, and Will Schick, head of production development, to gain more information on what fans can expect in the future and for more background on the factors leading to this reorganization. And it talks about how, you know, they're, they're just going to enter a QA. and a um, So the question is, why, why move to Atomic Mass? And then, do you want to read what someone had to say there? Uh, yeah, so I'll kind of read the answers here. So, yeah, the question, why move to Atomic Mass Studios? And Simone says, in a word, specialization. Moving to AMG gives us the perfect opportunity to develop our miniatures games in a studio devoted entirely to miniatures rather than board and card tabletop games. It's a place where these specific types of games can truly thrive. Will tags onto that and he says, and that devotion Simone mentions our singular fo- sorry, and that devotion Simone mentions our singular focus on hobby miniatures is fueled by our team's lifelong passion for creating great games. Combining that passion with the incredibly solid foundation laid by the team at Fantasy Flight is basically like bringing balance to the force. Uh, we have the tools and we have the talent to build on that foundation and take these miniature games even further. Um, uh, yeah, what were you going to say? Well, I think I think this is something that... I think this is where people are grabbing the most positivity mm-hmm. out of the entire announcement. Agreed. Because this is a massive shakeup, and there's so many questions about what does this mean for production schedule? How does this affect, you know, organized play? Does this affect, you know, the miniatures we already have? Will the game change over time? And the big silver lining that a lot of people are grabbing from here, and I kind of have to agree a little bit, is that Atomic Mass Games, in the, at this point, I guess, a little over a year they've been around, Mm -hmm. have produced a game that has put out more miniatures than I think (laughs) I've heard some people say even Armada has, Mm. which is crazy. To think they've done that. And so the silver lining here is that since they are a miniatures-focused studio, hopefully that means production quality can get even better. Mm. Hopefully that means we can start meeting deadlines, lots of things like that. It, th- that is maybe one of the silver linings that I've noticed that most of the people ag- are talking about, and I do happen to agree on. Yeah. But I, I, I do have some questions about the validity of that statement with how fresh of a company they are. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Like we know them as the Marvel guys Yeah. that sits next on the shelf next to the star Wars guys. <laughs> um, I think the next little part is where people start getting a little bit more concerned because now we have to start thinking, Oh, these, star- these Marvel guys are taking over our star Wars guy, our star Wars thing. Well, what does that mean? And so the question posed to these two was, does this mean we should expect changes to X-Wing, Legion, and Armada? And Will says, one of Atomic Mass's core philosophies is that there is no finish line. We see ourselves on a lifelong journey of, le- of, le- of learning excuse me, learning and improvement. That's a pretentious way of saying yes. 
If we're doing the, the job right and staying true to our ethos as a studio, changes will most certainly happen. But those changes will always be in service of making great games even better. I should also point out that any change process will always be measured and highly cons- uh, highly considerate. These games may have solid fan base, solid fan bases made up of people who have invested their hard-earned money and, more importantly, their time and creativity into creating armies, squadrons, and fleets that are more unique reflections of who they are. Um, I feel like this one was a personal attack or something. Uh, it's like, yeah, we know Kyle painted his whole army Tron themed. <laughs> Uh, we we want to <laughs> preserve that, and I I totally appreciate that. But what really gets me is where they're saying where where they're just openly saying like we're gonna make changes because we think we we can do a great job. And honestly, from a PR standpoint, that is a great thing to say. Like that 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 shows us that you have confidence in what you're doing, that we can hopefully trust you. And I like it on that aspect. What I don't like about that aspect though, or about about that line. Is that what's come out after this article that apparently Luke, Eddie, and our boy, our, our boys, right? Like, I don't know. Like Alex. And, Alex yeah. Davey and Luke, Eddie. I, I, I kept on wanting to call him Alex Eddie, but like, I was like, <laughs> why can't I remember his last name all of a sudden? Anyways, Alex Davey and Luke Eddie might be gone. And that's like, that's like a huge blow. They're, they developed this game. They created this, this game's rules. What do you think? Like about that statement? Oh, uh, it's so. This is where I, like the whole thing is so convoluted for a lot of purposes. Because on on the one hand, uh, we're we're still waiting for a rules reference update yeah. that promised, and I think more now than ever in the game, everybody's waiting for that because clone balls are just so dominant. Like you, we we, we talk about how you can beat them, but. By golly, it is so hard. It's very popular. It's very popular. It's very strong. And uh, I, I don't blame anybody for wanting to play them. Mm-hmm. But they do have a disproportionate size of the wins when it comes to tournament play. Uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like with that, when they say they need to make changes, I think a lot of people, especially on the Facebook groups that I've been seeing, on the discords, uh, all over YouTube and Reddit, uh, a lot of people were super positive that when they said changes, they were they threw up their hands in the air and they went, yes, like, yeah. rules changes. People who are experienced at making good rules. But I don't think FFGs dropped the ball that bad on rules. Yeah. But on the negative side of things, I kind of like the game feeling how it is. Because in my experience, you know, playing other games, Legion is something extremely unique. The way that it plays, the way that people... You know, use tokens, the way the characters interact. The fact that it's not, you take your whole turn. When they say they're going to make changes, I don't want the game to just become a Star Wars Crisis Protocol. Like, yeah. you texted me that, you said that. I just, I think that's what I'm mostly worried about. Yeah. I think, and we'll get into this a little bit later in the same, in this statement as well. I think that game is all but confirmed going to happen. Like, I think we are going to get a Marvel, or a <laughs> yeah. Star Wars Crisis Protocol. Um but I agree with you. I think I don't know. It's it's a shock because on one end you you have to say okay, well I don't know everything that happens behind FFG and Asmodee doors. Was there something in the development that wasn't working anymore? Is that why they pushed this in the first place? And then you have to think, well, okay, we love Alex and Luke and what they've done for this game. Like why why wouldn't they be involved if these rumors are true? And then you have to think, did they want 
to be involved if it wasn't with FFG? Did like did were they contractually obligated to stay with FFG or you know I don't know like there's so many things yeah. legally and uh, like quite frankly politically within a company that we will never have an idea about what goes on and that's okay that's their lives right like I, I I'm more concerned about Luke and, and Alex than Asmodee as a company though <laughs> right. so I think we, I think we all are I saw memes throat floating yeah. around today you sent me some yeah people were trying to get a hold of them on Twitter and say yeah. you know say hi. Darth um, Vader, where is Luke and Eddie? <laughs> Are they safe? It seems like you're hanging out. You're good. <laughs> um, I, I think one thing that like you talked about with the company there that a lot of people brought up also, but I think we kind of don't understand to the big extent is what's the impact that COVID has had yeah. on, on the company. I mean, do you remember um, – oh, man, when was it? It was uh, – was it this time last year when there was the people getting laid off at FFG? Oh, there, there yeah, was layoffs, actually. Remember that? And I remember specifically that they said, you know, like Legion and other games will not be affected. But then you go into <laughs> a year. Fast forward a year. Yeah, fast forward around this time, and here we are. But you look at, like, the effect COVID has had, and even working for the company I work for, where we have recently had lots and lots of layoffs when it comes to sales forces and mm-hmm. other things, and people who are working outside of the billing department kind of have to keep a little on edge just because – each company's trying to put out profitable numbers to attract investors. Uh, we, we, when you think about that, and you think about the way Asmodee, there were rumors that they've been trying to sell off FFG for a while. You have to wonder how much of it plays into that aspect, or how much of it is that COVID effect, or maybe Asmodee just taking over. I mean, we even yeah. look at like FFG card sleeves for games, yeah. and the changes happened to there. Um, it, it's interesting to look back and see these hints of where the train was moving. But I think they hit it well enough that we were all pretty blind about it. It's one of those things that's where a fantastic we, point. You know what I mean? And well, because like they they don't do their sleeves anymore. Gamegenic does, but that's for Asmodee. But it's a different company. It's not FFG, right? So yeah. it's an, it's owned by Asmodee. Um, yeah, yeah. And then when you look at the bottom of like the new boxes yeah. that are coming out, it says Gamegenic on it. Yeah. So there are these changes totally, that yeah. have been happening. But well, I'm I'm glad we'll you brought up happens. the the COVID part because that's actually something that. I've been thinking about, but I think I finally figured out how to like word it. Um, but this is like my nightmare scenario that as that COVID has been hitting FFG really hard. Um, printing, shipping, obviously. When was the last time we got minis? Like new minis? Uh, yeah, I think I think that big release of Steps ATRTs and yeah. stuff. and that was in August, September. 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 August, yeah. It's been three months. Um, I seem to remember the schedule being way more rapid before COVID and more more plentiful uh, of a release schedule. So, like, I don't know. Uh, well, I, and granted, there's always been shipping problems. Like, Operative Luke and Vader got delayed until high heaven. Right? But what I'm saying is my, my, my uh, nightmare scenario is that COVID has hit FFG so hard that they couldn't – they were, like, caving in on themselves. They, they couldn't support the game as well as they'd like. Asmodee notices this, but Asmodee also notices that they have a literal cash cow with the Star Wars license being a miniatures games, being having three of them. And Gamegenic is another example of this where maybe they, they couldn't support their sleeves anymore because they had to support their other stuff financially. And it's a parent company. not It's not like FFG is sitting out at a table, at a table every day with Asmodee. FFG functions and then Asmodee just owns, right? So I wonder if there was a, this point where it was a meeting where they went over these numbers and they're like, well, this isn't going to work anymore. 
you're not you're not turning off enough profit even for covid like like i said this is my nightmare scenario i hope this wasn't wasn't the case or isn't the case but i really hope it wasn't asmodee just saying you know what get rid of those two we're going to shift it over to people that are cranking out miniatures literally every month and then we'll make our money back we'll, we'll start making money again I, I really hope that's not the case, but the more that comes out, the more I'm afraid that that might be true, and I hope it's not. Yeah, and I guess it's one of those things where we'll we'll probably never know. Yeah, unless um, if we get a hit piece from someone inside. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> well, well, and there have been those floating around uh, Reddit especially. I think oh, it was yeah. super early this morning it yeah. came out on Reddit that uh, an ex-employee had posted about the whole thing, and that's where the rumors started yeah. and people started saying they confirmed it. Uh, to an extent, I do think it is kind of pseudo confirmed now, but I wouldn't 100. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go around saying yeah. that they're that they're fired and then be an idiot when tomorrow that's like, no, guys, we're fine. Right. But the fact that they yeah. they haven't like I've been paying attention to Luke Luke Eddie's Twitter. He hasn't posted much today or yesterday. He, anytime I've seen someone tweet at him, he doesn't respond, which normally is actually really interactive with the community. And so either there's he's under NDA for some reason or he just doesn't want to talk about it. And that's all the respect. Like, you have every right not to talk to us about it. It is your life. There's a boundary. I get it. Um, but, like, I, I think that's also kind of telling when you don't talk about it. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I think exactly along those same lines as you where I think no words is saying a lot more than actually saying something. Yeah. If you were safe, you'd come out and be like, no worries, boys, I'm yeah. moving to Seattle. Uh, I think that the hard part is, reason we're both kind of worked up about it is because I think there's a lot of positives to this yeah. change. But then on the negative side, uh, when it's somebody who makes something you love, you feel bad for those people yeah. and you hate hearing about the, the big changes in their life. The one thing that does give me kind of a little bit of hope is Alex Davey before did a lot of work on X-Wing. Yeah. He did a lot of work. And so FFG, when we think about all the products they've had, they mostly have had the same people. They just reorganize their uh, corporation a little bit and say, hey, you're in charge of this now. You're in charge of this. And that explains why they get super spread thin. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, obviously that's how it goes. Um, But I guess what I'm saying is here's to hoping that maybe they're saying, Alex, we love what you did there. Uh, Let's bring you on to the Arkham Horror card game team yeah. let's bring you on to the twilight imperium team hey, yeah or uh alex you've done a fantastic job we want you to reboot imperial assault especially because with descent yeah, having that new a new edition coming out uh i do see a, a, I, I expect we'll see his name on more products i don't think you take some two people like alex davy and luke eddie who are so talented like this mm-hmm. and throw them to the wind and we've even seen with that's a good point marvel crisis protocol the guys that made that game come from p3 like once yeah. you're in the industry you kind of stay there yeah and and that's another thing it's like i i don't foresee atomic masses atomic mass games or more more so asmodee yeah more so asmodee i don't see their image improving because right now if you're a fan if you're a privateer press fan and you're excited for crisis protocol to come to privateer press because you're really loyal to that company and you support what they do and then all of a sudden your game that you're excited for gets sent off to Asmodee instead, and now they get to reap the benefits and your community doesn't have it, it feels bad. But now, on the other side, the people that are receiving it are also kind of upset. They're like, well, what happened to, to the OGs? And, and like you said, like it's not, it's not, we don't know enough to say, like, oh, they're completely gone and they're not involved anymore. Um, I do like your idea about the Imperial Assault, which also makes me wonder, hey, we don't really have a like a Mansions of Madness 
Star Wars equivalent, right? Like, Imperial Assault was a dungeon crawler, but still a little bit more uh, skirmishy still, you know? Whereas, like, Lord of the Rings and Mansions of Madness are really, really, really similar. I don't know. Maybe I just haven't played enough games of Imperial Assault to know, but maybe they could do something like that. Oh, you're saying like a uh, Journeys in the Middle Earth yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, but like Star Wars, Journeys in the Outer Rim. Well, you see, that's the kind of thing Some that I feel villain. like Alex, Davey, and Luke Eddy could be totally down for. And yeah. I, I would love to see them to continue to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we love their product. Love so it. if they did something else, I don't know. Well, it's, uh, it's just, yeah. yeah, it's just funny to think about how Alex was like involved in X Wing 1.0, and that's what got me my start in the minis mm-hmm. games. And then he basically was the guy that created Legion, and that's yeah. my absolute favorite right now. Like, whatever he does, I'll love. Yeah. I, I do want to bring up something that you actually brought up earlier before the podcast was um, there, there's going to be a lot of people that are concerned about Legion as a whole, whether it exists or not, or whether it's uh, whether it's going to survive. And you had mentioned, like, well, there's, there's, there's other things that are going to go before Legion does. Like, Armada might be on the chopping block before Legion. I mean, I would think because Armada seems to be running out of content to do, but <laughs> yeah, who knows? A second edition might help. I don't know. Yeah, and I think a second edition would do wonders for that game. Uh, I think the idea of a second edition, we could talk about that in a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, I do think Legion, for the time being, is safe how it is. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think there's too much going to change right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew Alex Davey was working on, like, what, Wave 10 forever ago? Oh, that's that was forever thing. ago. That's another thing. And it's so like... what wave is he on now? They could have been on 11, 12. They, they probably had a road path. I imagine while Atomic Mass is taking over, you just follow that same path. Yeah. Well, I would ready, hope, right? right? Yeah. Because like, there was that – I can't remember exactly where it came from, but there was a statement floating around that they had ideas to make that game last for 10 more years just on content alone. I think that was one of their interviews. Yeah. yeah. So, like, hopefully they use that. It's not – hopefully <laughs> – Hopefully it's not a George Lucas Disney scenario where it's like, here's my scripts. Oh, great. <laughs> Rip that up. We'll get the book that's like Will Schick's memoir. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad ruining like Alex Davies' game. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's just a notebook. It's like with a big heart. It's like Alex and Luke forever. And it's like all their ideas for Legion inside. It's like ripped in half now. <laughs> Oh, no. It's so sad and makes me cry. So I couldn't. Oh, I almost couldn't say gosh. it. But yeah, I just. I. I would. <laughs> gosh, a, a true love just ruined. Anyways, um, but changes, right? Future. Uh, they also addressed that too within this article as well. Uh, the question was: Does that include like all this stuff? Does that include new Star Wars miniature games? Can we expect to see any additional titles? And then it said, while we're hyper focused on our current games. We're also we're always thinking of new ones too. Will and I have talked a lot about what we can do or what we can cre- how we can create new Star Wars miniature games that will excite fans and immerse them in in the stories they love so much. The galaxy far far away is a really big place with a lot of a lot to explore. It doesn't take Emperor Palpatine's force abilities to foresee that it is just the beginning for Star Wars miniature games. And that's where we get the idea of, like, ugh, Star Wars Crisis Protocol is 100% happening, huh? Oh, like, like, <laughs> like I wouldn't be surprised if they already have their team kind yeah. of partially working on it. Which, I mean, like, I, I say ugh, but I don't mean that. In a, I, I, I'm not disgusted. I would love to see it. Like, you lo- like more Star Wars games, awesome. You'd really love to see it, yeah. Like, I'd, I'd be, I would love to see what they could do with that. The only thing is, is, like, 
I don't want it to feel like a carbon copy, you know? Unless if I can fight Spider-Man versus Obi-Wan, because that'd be sick. <laughs> that would actually be tight. Rip Spidey. Oh. Well, what if they just what if they just did a Disney like just in general like then you could have like you could have like James P Sullivan <laughs> getting getting doing the bunk bed maneuver with uh, Obi Wan on top and <laughs> Obi Wan's on the top bunk. He has the high ground. Obviously, yeah. he's on the top bunk. That's hilarious because like they actually have other games like that, um, like Disney Infinities and things. Right, right. Where where it could work. I mean, I don't know if I see it going that far with all the other oh, stuff, yeah. but... Well, let me tell you what. I don't think you know this about me, but I'm a huge Disney Infinity fan. Oh, seriously? Yeah, when they when they stopped making that game, and for those of you at home who don't know what this is, it was a Toys to Life video game they made, oh, about five, six years ago now. It, it started maybe close to eight or nine years ago now. Um, and they made Disney figures, Pixar mini, like, it was, you put... The game, they put the figure on a platform and then it plugged into your game and that figure was in your video game. And you could interact in different ways. They did Star Wars. They did um, Indiana Jones. They they did, well, no, they didn't do Indiana Jones. They did uh, Lone Ranger. Um, but yeah, they did all sorts of stuff that Disney owned. And it was really cool. I was a huge fan of it. Even if the gameplay was kind of childish, it was cool to have these figures. Fun fact, I own almost every single mini for that game. <laughs> the only ones I'm missing... Uh, after a friend hooked me up with the Hulkbuster Iron Man, is actually Kanan Jarrus, uh, a regular Kanan Jarrus. Oh, yeah, they did like all the Rebels. Yep, yep, yep they did Kanan, and they did the Rebels. Um, I have the one where he lights up his lightsaber, but I don't have like the regular one. I was actually super into collecting for that game. Anyways, that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, if it could get something like that, I would be so down because obviously I love that game. Um, well, I guess maybe it's a good time to bring up the topic of do they also mean that we could get a 2.0 in the future? Uh, well, I think as far as, as popularity, as demand, both within the game and by fans of the game, I think a, a, second, point, a second edition was is like inevitable, regardless of who is going to maintain control of it. I think a 10th edition is inevitable. This game will continue to get iterations upon iterations upon iterations because it's a Star Wars miniatures game that is extremely successful, highly detailed. Shoot, like, it gives Warhammer a run for its money, you know? Like, man, it's it's just really cool to see, like, FFG did something cool with Legion. Oh, well, now Warhammer's kind of incorporating that idea, too. So that's kind of cool to see, you know? And I'm not saying Warhammer's ever going to be not as popular as it is. It'll always be king, probably. But I think as long as... I don't know. As, uh, man, maybe I don't know, actually, because the old miniatures game got scrapped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's it's a, it's a an interesting thing to think about because, I, I, like, the, the, there's so many positives to moving to Atomic Mass games. Yeah. Like, you get the focus there, which means maybe we can get production out on time. Maybe we can... Um, move forward you can get little bits of rules changes here and there I, I don't really want the core game to change but I could see um, kind of a trimming the fat yeah sort of thing because uh, one of the big things that's a big I keep saying big a lot but I, I X-Wing 2nd Edition uh, I've been playing a lot of that recently because during COVID you don't really get a lot of times to get right. big Legion games in but 45 minutes to an hour you can get a game of X-Wing in and coming back to that I can see where trimming the fat and taking the points off the cards has allowed them to balance that game to a point where it really does become a lot about skill. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the kind of thing that even making a slimmer, trimmed-down version of Legion where you keep the core mechanics, you get your two actions, it's still activation-based, uh, but 
maybe you're able to fix a couple keywords here and there or maybe you even take the keywords off the cards completely and you have to reference like an app something like that um so that there's not like a 90 page you know uh, which is RG. interesting it, too because nice that's like that's like something alex davy was actually very against doing he didn't want something in a game where people would have to look up the card like i distinctly remember his interview with the legion academy where he said he's like i want in three four years if someone pulls out that that box off the shelf and they buy it even if it's a mini from when the game first started that it's he can still this person can still understand how to play it oh so at least like they knew what clone trooper right. was is on the back right yeah. and so like i don't i i actually am very sympathetic and, and in agreement with that I, I don't think I'd like that. I, I would love to see an app where you can reference everything in one place just for those, like, hey, how does this interact? I would love an app where I can list build that's, like, streamlined and not third-party and officially supported. Like, I would love all of that. Um, but I, I don't know if I'd want it to take place of, like, I don't know. Maybe it has competitive point updates. That's cool. That'd be nice. Yeah, but yeah. I, I, I think for me, the way I've just loved the way X-Wing 2nd Edition has done it. Yeah. And I really think this is a good opportunity for Armada itself to kind of push forward. Because we've heard rumors about an Armada 1.5, and maybe it's nice to get that started. Yeah. But I could see within a year, maybe they say, hey, Armada 2.0 comes out. I'm sure. Uh, where maybe the rules on the cards are still the same, but the points values are taken off. The upgrade slots are taken off, so you can adjust that as you go. Little yeah. things like that um, that I've really, I really have enjoyed, and still have the, your premakes if you just want to yeah. play quick. Uh, but, and I do yeah. uh, real quickly before we move on to something else. But I, like, while I am against it, I totally acknowledge that we're entering a time where more and more things are digital. Like video games, movies, tabletop games are getting more and more electronic, um, and for better or for worse. Um, but there will, I, I mean, I think it is inevitable, even though if I might not like it, I think we, we see this with Descent, how it's going to, the new Descent is going to be like completely dependent on it on the app. I think it's only a matter of time before Legion is like, no, cards are a waste of money. Everyone has a cell phone. Everyone can download the free app. Just do it. You're an adult, right? Yeah. So I get it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's funny watching people with 40K do the same thing because they, they tell you to buy the book. But yeah. whenever I play, it's mostly just people being like, hey, I've got my phone with me. All the rules right. are here. Hey, my entire uh, codex is here. All my points are on this app. It's, just, it, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I get yeah. it. It's, it's easy for them, too, if they, if they need a hot fix, a war, like uh, an error, like in something, like maybe something's not playing as intended or maybe like there was some, like, something happened in the community where it's like, oh, we don't want that to happen ever again. So they can hot fix something within a couple weeks, you know, like, like I get it. Like, I don't know. But yeah, I guess overall, I still want to kind of get, get a gauge for your feelings about this. It's not really an acquisition. It's more like a shift. Cause I'm actually getting really tired of people calling, saying that FFG lost the Star Wars license. No, I doubt FFG as a company even cared to have a Star Wars license. It was, it was totally just like the developers of the games that actually cared. I think. Yeah. Anyways, it's no, it's um, I actually agree with that completely because I feel like some people are taking it overboard, and I, that comes in my mind to the big change of going to Atomic Mass Games, the name of who is actually in charge mm-hmm. of it. But do you, I don't know if you remember this? I think it was last year at Gen Con. When Andrew Navarro, uh, the old head of FFG, called up the head of 
uh, Atomic Mass Games to start giving their like presentation and mm-hmm. who they were. That was a super big moment because I remember hearing about that, and in his you know his little discussion, his speech he gave, um, Andrew Navarro, previous to that, or like near the end of it, had talked about how much he enjoyed fighting for the Star Wars license to get that for Asmodee, well for FFG at the time, and then Asmodee acquired them. Um, and I can kind of see the seeds of change being planted then and there because then Andrew Navarro left, mm-hmm. all these other people left. Um, but so it's not really. I agree with you completely. We, like I've seen where it's going. It's just it seems to be a trimming of the fat, uh, moving the pieces to where they need to be. Like Game Genic, handle all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Do all the minis here. FFG stick to the card games and board games. Like uh, I think I think you're right. It, it's it's more of a shift to the far to like to the right or to the left. It's not an up or down or mm-hmm. a forward and backwards. Yeah, I also think something that's like looking back. You talked about, like, that that conference, and I just was... It, it got my mind wondering, like, you know, when was the last time we had, like, a like a Legion stream? Gen Con stream, right? But, like, I wonder if these whole, these this lack of streams is just extremely telling of, of the whole direction changing. Because, yes, I know, COVID, it sucks. Like, it puts a damper on things. It makes things difficult. But they got to the point where they were doing two streams a month. Like, why couldn't they do one weekly? Like, it doesn't require more people to be in the room. It just requires more people to be there at different times. I don't understand financially where the hiccup would be or where logistically that error, that problem would be. But I think looking back on it now, like, the lack of just monthly Legion streams of just two people. Like, even if it was, like, t- like three people in that room just talking about a new product. Like, we never got, like, a, hey, this is something cool. Like, we got Maul and Anakin shown off, but we didn't get something like, hey, let's play, like, a round uh, with Maul. We never got that. And I... Well, we, I remember we did get that for Dooku. We got that for Dooku. And we used to even have paint, like, the little paint tutorials where he would just talk about, um, like, John would come on and just talk about his experiences yeah. with the modeling and, and working on different aspects of it. Yeah. We, we just don't get that anymore. Not even like a Q&A, a monthly Q&A, which I think would be lovely. Even if it was like 20 minutes. Like, I just think the lack of community outreach, both streams and articles, should have been telling. Like, it actually kind of gets me upset. I don't know why. But, like, I, I don't like when companies aren't transparent. And this actually very frustrates me. Like that, this is ha- that like all these things are coming into place, and like oh, and you have the audacity to fire our boys. <laughs> I feel like okay, this is my feelings now. I feel like mom and dad got a divorce, and both of them said they don't want us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I feel more like the dog that got taken to the vet, and I was told I'm going to the park, but it just took us a year and a half to get there, <laughs> no, and I'm no. waking up on the operating table right oh. now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, like it's one of those things where I feel like I look back and I see the signs. But COVID masked it so well. Yeah. So uh, I completely, I completely understand where you're coming from. Uh, I, I do think uh, you you brought up communication, and that's something that I think is actually going to be much better oh. from Atomic Mass. Like, even just finding this, they they've put out two statements so far about the transition. FFG has put out one. day to day, like they, every single day, oh, dude. So and I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they put out another one tomorrow. Oh, you know they will. I yeah. Mean, this is big. And they can tell it obviously means something. And I yeah. think they've got something to prove since they are a newer company. I will say this. If if Atomic Mass puts out something again this week, or maybe even next week, just giving us more information, I will live with 
Becky for my whole life. Like if they're that transparent, like and and they sh- and they show me that they care, I'll I'll give you a shot. I'm gonna give you a shot anyway, but I'll give you more of a shot. <laughs> I'll give you two shots. Bang bang. <laughs> you can buy me ice cream. Above our yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you can you can ask me to do yard work and I won't complain. <laughs> but if you turn out to be Count Olaf, I'm gonna strangle you. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, that's not a threat. I'm not actually being violent. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I will say it's like, I, I don't know. Does this feel more positive? Because, I mean, Dude, I don't know. It's a swirl of emotions. So much. You just heard me say I was really pissed and I threatened to kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> but she also said that, like, like, you're like a kid. It's like, fine, I'll eat my pudding. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I wanted chocolate. I guess I'll have banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, I, I will say this. This is something I'm super worried about, and they better not change it. Organized play for oh, me thank is you. extremely important. I'm glad you brought this up. Because uh, we know that they do their game night packages. So it's like, hey, show up, play a scenario or two, mm-hmm. and have fun with your community. I, I, FFG does that already. They give their free promos, their yeah. cards, their awards and stuff. So if you want to do paint nights. But there's something, there's a community feeling about Hey, so and so is world champ. Yeah. They are literally the best. Like, like when you have those metrics to measure by, it it, it creates a bigger feeling in the community. Yeah. And like, well, it's not that they're the best; it's yeah. just that they have the best dice, really. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> they, they they were able to microwave them and not get caught. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, there's there's a sense of going to big tournaments. Like, I, forty k is great, but the ITC is not run mm. by. Games Workshop. So I know for some people in the community that takes away from the legitimacy of it, but when the company that makes the game throw these these events together, it gives a legitimacy to what you're doing, and it really feels good. I hope they don't take that away. Oh, agreed. And I, I would actually be even more miffed, and I'd probably... I'll tell you this. I will love playing this game for years to come. Anyone that comes into the shop and is like, yo, you want to play a game of Legion? I'll play with you. Down. But for the first time ever in, in in this game's life that we've played, so a year and a half almost, today I considered not buying any more product. And that's not because I'm trying to be doom and gloom, but it's like I was like maybe – because I was planning on buying a, two AATs this, this upcoming week so I can start putting together my, uh, my horny tits list so the- uh, with Maul. And – I decided, no, I'm not going to buy AATs this week. I'm not going to buy Maul this week. I'm going to let more people get Maul. Um, but then I was like, do I even want Anakin? And I'm not, like I said, I'm not. I'm really trying not to be doom and gloom about this. But it was like, should I just wait before I spend my money? And this also ties into something Matt knows about me these last couple of weeks. I've just been burnt out on spending money. I hate spending money now for some reason. It's like a weird trigger that just happened. <laughs> Um, right. Maybe it was just because I was going all in on Legion. I was buying Empire AT AT or ATST. I wish I could buy ATST. Uh, <laughs> hey, maybe now it'll happen. <laughs> um, yeah, like they'll find a way. I was buying like all the cool things that I wanted just so I can run a list if I wanted to play that unit. And then I think maybe it just like collapsed on itself. But I don't know. But what I'm saying is, for the first time today, I considered not buying more Legion product simply because I didn't know if I wanted to continue supporting it. You know. I don't know if if they and this this ties into what you were saying because if they drop competitive play, if they drop the the community support that they that they have done so far, and they just go to quarterly community play days with 
some cool cards for Killamonger or Obi-Wan in this case, I think I'm done. Like, not, not in the sense of, like, I won't play the game, but I think I'm done buying every release. I think, oh, this new unit comes out that I probably really only would play with once. Nah, I'll pass. I'll, oh, Ahsoka's coming out? Great, I'll buy her. Like, oh, cool, Mace Windu or Yoda? Awesome. Oh. Mud Troopers? Mud, nah. Nah. Yeah, even, even though that's something, like, two months ago, I'd have been like, yes, Mud Troopers, that's well, so cool. You bring up such an interesting point. We talked about this, actually, with uh, the brand with Xbox. You said the same thing, where um, when that happens, there, there's not really a reason to, to keep buying yeah. in. And so it's an interesting financial decision that hurts the game long term. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm the sole yeah. provider, but if enough people think like that, then, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, and that's a good analogy too. It's like the current, like the new Xbox. Like a lot of people are going crazy for it, and I'm I'm happy. Like I love Xbox. I love me some Halo. Um, but I didn't buy an Xbox on launch day for the first time in my life. Why? Because well, I didn't see a point. Not until Halo's out, you know. And I think it's that's what I think that exact same thought process is what was going through my mind. I don't know if I want to buy Anakin. Why? Because Legion may be a totally different game in a year. It it may not even play the way I, I love it for, you know. They may change it so drastically. I hope that's what they mean in this article when they say, like, they want to they, – they understand there's a, a devout community. And I hope they get that and they know that if they did change Legion significantly, a lot of people would just leave, I think. More people would come, sure. Like, you have the Star Wars license. It's a miniatures game. You're going to do fine. But I think it's Cork audience of who has been here this la- these last two three years is just I think they're I think they're gonna get burnt out. I, I can't I, I honestly never thought I'd be saying this like that I that I I'm considering not I'm considering to consider right yeah like, like I love this game I'm not gonna stop playing like you it. can't say that you didn't think about it because right it's already crossed that's your that's mind. exactly it. it's and not, you never thought that that would enter your mind right before. exactly it's not that I plan on it at all I, I still very much love this game but yeah like you said for the first time I thought about doing it just w- like like what if I did you know and I would have never thought I would even think of that I don't know. It, it makes me think of, like, I keep saying X-Wing 2nd Edition, but I think there's a lot to learn from games just from that experience there, where a ton of people were so burnt on 1st Edition for, for whatever reason, for rules changes, for all this, for this and that, and this and that. And then when the idea for 2nd Edition came out, I, I do personally, I will say this, I think 2nd Edition X-Wing is much better than 1st Edition. It's handled a lot better. doesn't feel super busted. feels great. But... I remember that feeling when people went, oh, like, it's not the same game. It plays differently. All this stuff is happening. The, the ships that I had that were good are not good anymore. All this is going down. I don't really want to play. Um, and people who are familiar with 40K or even War Machine, they, they know that's what happens when a new edition comes out. But this it's could potentially... elevated version of Nerf feel bad. Yeah, it's completely. And, and this has potential to be that but even worse mm-hmm. because, they're, you know, it's a whole new studio. It's a whole different group. Like, this hasn't really happened before too much with stuff I've seen. I mean, um, you can look at Pokemon TCG, where it used to be Watsy-era stuff. And I think we'll kind of see that, where it's like, oh, you've got FFG-era Legion stuff. Well, I have the Atomic Mass Games-era yeah. Legion stuff. And I bet we'll start getting new models, new sculpts, new designs. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping for the best, but I guess we'll see what happens. That's the only thing I can really say. Yeah. I guess I, I, that's a really good comparison you make. Also, because you compare the Pokemon, of course I like that comparison. <laughs> you know me too well. Um, but yeah, like when Wizards 
when Pokemon Company took over the trading card game by themselves and Wizards no longer was in charge, um, that's actually, while I didn't know what was going on, that's why my brothers kind of got out of it. They're like, well, I mean, that Wizards is the man, or is the trading card game company. They know what they're doing. Obviously, Pokemon Camp- Company can't do it by themselves. And look at Pokemon Company now. They're so profitable off their, cra- <laughs> off their card game. I'm... And I, I think that's, like, why I fell out of it, though, is because my brothers knew what was going on, and I didn't play anymore because my brothers weren't sharing their cards with me. They weren't giving me their leftovers after they got the good ones. <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> just, what Just happened. like older brothers should. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope that's not what's going to happen to me or anyone that I play with here or anyone in general that, like, oh, it's Atomic Mass Games now? Nah, I think I'm good. Like, I think this is... Cause that's another thing. That's what I did with X-Wing. Like, once, once X-Wing 2.0 got announced, I was like, this is a perfect point for me to hop right off. I washed my hands of this. I was annoyed with the meta. I didn't like how, how much money I was spending <laughs> on a game that I was getting frustrated with. I'm just going to hop off. And then it turns out 2.0 was very, very cool and, like, got a lot of people back into the game. I don't want to do that same mistake because, like, I would hate to get out of something I love just for, like, a petty reason of, like, eh. That's not my OGs, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Star Wars, and, and plus, it, like, sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but <laughs> um, they could literally announce our or, uh, Republic Commandos next week, and I'll be like, "Yep, you got me." Back in. <laughs> you, yes. you did it. Yeah, I'm back. I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say that. Um, yeah, I just like, I will say that for the on the positive side of things again, going along with what you're saying, just to build off that, there there are good things like. You got to give shout outs to, you know, AMG for putting out the number, just the sheer magnitude of releases they have in a year with COVID. And they've met their deadlines. They've met them consistently. Uh, I do think they could stand to like, like one of the biggest complaints I've heard is that they may not be able to keep up that level of production for the other games. And to be honest, I kind of hope they don't. I hope this gives them a chance to scale back crisis protocol but also increase production in other games. Like Armada, I think if you get people with new creative ideas who are fresh, maybe they can breathe some more life into that game. It's a great game. With X-Wing, uh, they, their release schedule is actually pretty good. I would stay about the same there, yeah. maybe a little slower. Uh, Legion, uh, it, it's Legion hasn't had a bad release schedule, I would say. I would say it's had a very inconsistent schedule. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where we should be getting releases quarterly, Instead, because of the delays and things, we've really been getting them every six months, Mm -hmm. and it's been massive drops. I would just like a little bit more consistency there, but also I think taking the game in interesting directions would be nice. And I think because they are kind of, I hate to say like a spunky new group, but they are. They're fresh. They're new meat. Like, yeah, it's totally true. And I, I do like how also, like, they do have experience with miniature games with that consistency, right? And they just launched the X X Men for this for Crisis Protocol, so they have experience in like major expansions. Yeah, um, and each a whole new faction. Yeah, per se. fundamentally, yeah, fundamentally, right. Fundamentally, yeah. Um, and I'm and uh, and I'm like turning over to the section <laughs> where the Crisis Protocol is st- stuff is, so I could reference it. But um, every unit in that or every mini in that game isn't too much different from how Legion operates. You have Spider-Man that does this kind of thing, but you also have Miles Morales, that Spider-Man, that does similar things. But they're two distinct units that fill two different roles. Kind of like how 
uh, clone phase one units and phase two units. They do similar things, but they fulfill different roles, right? Um, it's not that hard just to keep that same de- design philosophy when they move to Atomic Mass games and just, like, have that idea. Like, yeah, we're going to make these characters distinct and unique, but we're just going to make six to eight of them instead of just one. So, like, they get the game design. They know how, how it should work is what I'm saying. They know how a unit should perform. They know what its purpose should be, or at least they know how to get it there, right? Um, and I, I think that that's a huge win on, on that end. If they And I, I like how you said maybe they can scale back Crisis Protocol because I know the players here actually are, are like, man, I wish sometimes that they would – like there are some that are like, <laughs> give me everything as soon as it launches. I can't get enough of it. And then there's others that are like, holy crap, I just had three minis that came in last month. I can't keep up. I was just <laughs> in last Friday picking up two expansions right. and I just picked up four boxes of minis which have eight different characters. That's like getting... Imagine having that problem. Ima- yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's one of those things we can dream, but I think they've at least... Pr- I agree. They've com- at least proved they can do... Um, they can produce quickly enough and well enough to have entire other factions come out. Uh, yeah. And I, I think that's where I am a little hopeful for sub-factions. Because as much as I love Alex Davey and Luke Eddy, I will say I did look at the game sometimes, and you and I have talked about yeah. this in Double Vision and stuff, but... I would have wondered where they would take scum and villainy. Like, how yeah. do you make them unique? And you would really take probably the X-Wing approach to it. But, like, I look at X-Wing 2nd Edition right now, and the scum and villainy, uh, they don't really have a place too much in the game because mm-hmm. uh, if you want aces, there's better factions. If you want big ships, sometimes you can find that better. Like, the thing they've got going for them is spammable ships, but Separatists kind of do that better anyway. So it's like... yeah. I, I do trust AMG can do that. I think that, just to sum up my thoughts on the whole thing, like I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah. And, but that, that's really it. Just yeah. cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Well, I love Hoping that you, for the best, expecting the worst. I love the examples you gave too, because like, well, first and foremost, it's not like we just worship the ground. Anybody that's ever touched a legion. We, ne- we don't worship the ground they walk on. Like, we love Alex and, and Luke, um, and we, we would, we, we're sad to see them go if that's true that they're leaving. Um, but there's, but we have our, our grievances. We have, we have things we were like, man, I wish it, this was a little better. Who hasn't played against Phase 2? Right, you just brought it up earlier. It's like clones right now are, like, super popular. They're a little bit imbalanced right now. Um, and we've, we've – We've balanced on that seesaw for months now. Of like, <laughs> they're fine. Clubs, no, they but, suck. Yeah, they're it's like, fine. I hate them. They're balanced, but not broke. Or they're not balanced, but they're not quite broken. Kind of thing. Which I still don't think they're quite broken. But they're just. It's like, dude, you weigh forty more pounds than me. Of course, you're going to be better at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like you get punched by a guy that's bigger than you, yeah. you're going to lose. Yeah. So yeah, like, and and maybe it's maturity that I can acknowledge that now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what I'm saying though is that. I, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this. I, 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 man, this is really tough. <laughs> I don't worship, what I'm saying is I don't worship the ground they walk on. And because I see that there's opportunity for growth in the game, that's kind of what I'm mostly optimistic for. I'm like, if they could tackle those things, awesome. I don't, I by no means want to see them just get rid of things that we like. No one does. But, like, maybe this is an opportunity for some fresh hands to get on this, this property in this game that, like, really are, are awesome. And 
I, I can't wait to hear more because, like, well, in a couple of weeks when Utah lifts restrictions, we can kind of get more people in here. And I, I want to start asking the X-Wing players, like, hey, what do you think? Like, what, what, are, your, what are your takes? Because I just hear from you right now. Um, because, I mean, I, I'm not, I don't really consider myself an X-Wing player. I play X-Wing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I want to ask the Armada guys, hey, what are you thinking? Like, we're only legions, right? We're, we, only, we only talk about that um, to, like, as far as an expertise goes. I want to know what the other guys think because they're affected. Heck, Armada, I, I wouldn't doubt if Armada people are scared because it's Armada. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have a release schedule to begin oh, with. I know. Until the announcement of Clone Wars, people were sure it was either dead or there was a second edition. And now it looks like we're getting 1.5, yeah. kind of, but no, I think that's an interesting way to look at it because I, I totally get it. Like you, you, you respect and you love what Alex and mm-hmm. you know Luke have done. But you can see where there can be changes made. Yeah. And I don't think that's a bad way to look at it. Um, I'd be interested in seeing also what, like, maybe the TCG. Maybe the TCG player people, they don't really care too much. But, like, I think you're right. Like, the Armada and the X-Wing people. I did actually listen to the Gold Squadron podcast today about it to listen to what they had to say. Uh, and they had some interesting points. Because I think for them, they've been approaching it more from, like, the business standpoint of why was this happening. I don't mm-hmm. And so I kind of got a vibe from them and everything they said that they're not too worried, but but those are the guys at the very tippy top. What's going on just in our local community is probably different than that. And um, reactions yeah. were definitely mixed <laughs> just in in the Discord yeah. alone. Just kind of very interesting conversations were had on Facebook and Discord. Very interesting. Um, but I we we all want to know what you think, right? Like you've listened to this podcast all the way up to this point. You dedicated an hour of your time to us and listening listening to us ramble. I I sincerely mean this, not just like a hey like and subscribe this video, but like seriously in the comments if you're on a platform if you're listening to this on a platform where you can leave a comment, let us know what you think because this is just two people talking back and forth just in front of a microphone. Like we are very curious to know what you think, and if you aren't on a platform that allows comments. Hit us up on Discord. The link is in the description. Definitely, definitely, definitely let us know what you think because we are genuinely curious. Um, I say I, I, I dare say I need to know what you think because I don't want it to be an echo chamber. I could, we could just be spitballing the negative back and forth, or invert. We could just or the positive. We could just spit back and forth, and that's all we all we talk about. But we, it always takes an outside party to introduce a new idea, and so we need that from you. And we rely on it from you. But with that, everyone, thank you so much for watching or listening or whatever you're doing right now. Hopefully not watch it. That would uh, be really boring <laughs> to just watch a logo for an hour. No, it would be really weird to look around and see that somebody was in the room with us we didn't know. But, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> hey, you okay over there? <laughs> uh, any concluding thoughts from you, Matt? No, just uh, be positive, be negative, be cautiously optimistic. Just whatever you do. Uh, no, we'll get through this together in this, what is wonderful this world of Legion. Are you a celebrity telling me that you're going <laughs> to... I'm going to sing a terrible song and get so started. Much. I have not... I yeah. hear that. We're going to get through this together. What do you mean? I'm not invited to your yacht. <laughs> don't worry. i got a private island. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I, don't have, I, don't have pro- I don't have a stake in Dubai. Anyways, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, again, the Discord is in the link is in the link in the description below. Uh, We can't wait to hear from you guys. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Bye.